Hello and welcome everyone to our Uncommon Sense. We're, this is the most uncommon place on the internet where we question everything, learn together, and uh, we might get a little emotional today. Uh, it, it is a very special day for both Billy and myself, and uh, we get a uh, we get a little teary. Yeah, we're, we're patriots. Uh, we believe in the country. We believe in the men, women who sacrifice for our country. And with that said, before we really start the show, we would really like to pay tribute to all of those who have fallen in battle and never made it home. Uh, so we're going to play the National Anthem. Look, I'm already getting teary eyes. <laughs> <laughs> United, there is little we cannot do. We need to do that break right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're getting a little emotional there, and uh, you know, uh, it's hard not to get emotional though. And I, um, like I was saying earlier, I just went to the reenactment this weekend it was right. it wasn't really a reenactment per se it was a history days it was the opening of the fort klamath museum right uh but it's a day for us to open open the museum for the summer and right. you know sort of teach a little bit of history and this weekend was also a city fest in klamath falls right. and that was a huge event huge you went yeah, I did. You should have reported on it. Um, I thought about it, but, you know, I have kids, and it was more important for me to spend time with so, them and entertain yes. them. And Yes. You know. That's it. So. Family is the most important thing. In fact, while we was going to do an episode this week on the family unit, and we decided, you know what? Why is there such a thing called the family unit? And we started thinking about our veterans, and Memorial Day was coming up. So we decided to do a and, Memorial Day event. It all kind of, yeah, because it all co goes together. Those who have been lost, they were someone's family. Yeah, and there was a father. A last son, night, a my aunt was watching that. Mother. I think it was on ABC or something. Some Memorial Day program they had, and uh, Gary Sinise was like the host of it. And um, 
you know, they had families going up and talking about the ones they had lost. Right. Yeah. You know? And we had just been talking about, we need to talk about family, and I mentioned faith as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? Faith is a good thing. Um, and then, obviously, freedom. Right. And what are we celebrating but those who have fought for the family unit for faith and freedom. Right. Right. And then Sunday was just busy because, you know, I really wanted to take the kids out there and have the, uh, what am I trying to say? The history days event, you know, at least catch the end of it. Right. Yeah. And spend it with the family. Yeah. And my kids like to do the whole dressing up and we're active in the club and everything. Or we try to be, I should say, (laughs) because my daughter still doesn't have a costume, but my son say costume but you know we actually do period correct clothing so it's right. really not a costume it's an actual uniform or an actual period correct dress right and my grandma used to make them so my shirt now is actually uh, all the shirts i have aren't even civil war period correct but right. they are older than that period correct because we also before that we did mountain man rendezvous oh okay and right. so we dressed up as mountain men indians and Fun. <laughs> went out and oh wait can we say indians or are they natives oh i don't know it doesn't matter i read lewis lamar that's old literature as far as everybody's concerned now whatever so, happened to the old days when you could play cowboys and indians you can't do that anymore cops and robbers you can't do that anymore either. no it's sad it's sad we're in a stad state state stad state <laughs> we're in a stad state <laughs> a new tongue i'm just trying it out new teeth you know actually that's kind of true it is kind of true anyway (laughs) (laughs) so um where was i going with this though okay so the history what is the history of memorial day where is my shirt right there it is memorial blah 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 Memorial Day, originally known as Decoration Day, is a day of remembrance of those who have died in the service or in service to the United States. It began with local observances in burial grounds in several towns throughout the United States following the end of the Civil War, such as May 1st, 1865, uh, the gathering in Charleston, South South Carolina, Carolina, organized by free slaves. Do you hear that? Was organized by free slaves hmm. to pay tribute and give proper burial to Union troops. Mm-hmm. That was the an And then in 1873, New York was the first state to rec- uh, to or sorry to designate Memorial Day as a legal holiday. And Memorial Day, you see, from 1868 to 1870, it was observed on May 30th. On May 30th. But since 1970, it has been observed on the last Monday of May. May. So. And, uh, you know. And they basically did that to give three-day weekends. Right. I like to just take five seconds, just five seconds. You know, I know everyone's busy out there with their lives, and I appreciate them stopping or pausing just to, you know, tune in and pay attention to the podcast. And what we have to say, uh, you know, hopefully it 
it brings uh, some information that they might not have known. And you know, just how oh. people feel about the holiday itself yeah. in general. But thank you for doing that. And I'd just like to take five seconds just of silence and remembrance of those that have made the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. God bless you. Okay, so that's the history, the, the very, very brief history of Memorial Day. But it it's fun in a way, in the fact that I just went to the History Day's opening, and, you know, we teach about the Civil War. Right. Memorial Day began as a remembrance of the Civil War. Yes, it did. And something we really really stress with people in teaching them about this is that there was no good guys and bad guys no not only were we all human but we were all americans right and what divided us what divided us was our economics political, political, and our politics our politics and our economics is what divided us one said hey i'm better than you the other said no you're not and but they were still brothers brothers and sisters and i mean some of them were literally from they were from this same town yeah some of them fled to go to the opposite side because they believed in the opposing view right <laughs> the right view and there the were soldiers view. as young as nine to ten yeah. documented yeah. after the fact <laughs> it was my dad to be fair oh okay so yeah hi dad hi dad happy memorial day he's probably got some information he's probably watching right now i don't know he, he might be he might be watching hopefully he's watching we had a few watching at the beginning now we are down to one so hopefully it's him We'll see what happens yeah anyway so, so but one thing that that's something that we really really stress to people these were all americans yeah these were humans this was your fellow man and it was excessively common during the civil war for them to trade with each other yes, in between was. battles mm -hmm. there's several instances that were documented about you know one waves to the other guy across you know and if he was in gray he would say hey you have any coffee say a lot of coffee in the north yeah and the one in blue would say yeah you got any tobacco yeah all right let's make a trade and they would meet in the middle of the river and they would make a trade and then the next day they were shooting at each other yeah. All because they had different political views. More Americans died during the Civil War than all of our wars since combined. Yeah. Combined. A lot of Americans. That's and we were shooting each other. Mm -hmm. 
This is at, during a time of the birth of our country, too. Yeah, we were still just a baby country. Yeah. We still are, comparatively to everybody else. Right. So, another thing I was saying earlier when we were talking about this was, when I first started Civil War reenacting, we were all very into it, and, you know, we could, I mean, there were sad moments where we would talk about certain things, like certain battles, and right. certain historical figures that we were attached to, personally. Right. Um, but now, it's almost even hard to teach it without crying, in a sense. Like, you even, even just feeling that little bit of a knot right in here. Yeah. You know? Um, no, some of them, some of us, we get teary-eyed more than others, you know, but it's just, there's a weird aura about it now, and no one's really talked about it, but I feel it with everyone, you know, and we're still teaching and we're still putting the information out right. there, the history out there, the true history. but more of it has become more emotional. Like, more emotionally... In tune. Yeah. And it, we... Because we understand more now of how... Yeah. How they felt back... Way back then. You have a, you have a more... Sorry, realistic... You have a more realistic understanding. A and, full understanding. Right. Because you partially lived through it through the reenactment. And then with all the, you know, political turmoil that happens right. today. Let me sit forward a little bit, sorry. The, all the political turmoil that's happening today, it's so much more relatable. Yeah. And scary. Very scary. You know. Because you think, like, how many people do you know that would be on the other side? And it's not just the North versus the South anymore. We're all intermingled, you know? It's yeah. not just about who has the ports and who has the crops. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there's so much division among small communities. So, if something like that was to break out again, we would be literally fighting our neighbor. Yes, we would. Once again. But even on a more drastic level, I guess you could say, yeah. than before. Yeah. Not only is there all this more of us, but we're all wed together now. Like I said, it's not just the North and the South. You know, and yeah, there was ones that, like I said, that fled to the opposite side. Due to opposing beliefs. Right. It did split families, obviously. Oh, yeah. A lot of families. Brothers. brothers but imagine how much more drastic it's going to be when... I'm trying, I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, though? You know where I'm trying to go with this? I know exactly where you're going with it. Because if it happens again, we have more of a population now than what we did back in the 1860s. Yeah, and it's it's all webbed together now. Yeah. More so even than it was back then. Right. And so it's all if anything was to happen, there would be more deaths on the, I'll just call it the next civil war. You know, I'm not saying there is going to be one, but 
If there was if one. If there was one. Hypothetically speaking. The next civil war is be brother against brother, you know, father against son. Such mm -hmm. like that again. Mm -hmm. But we have more of a population. So much more. So that means... And it's so much more that, entwined. That, right. Multiply the deaths, the casualties that's going to happen because of this. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Now ask yourself, is it plain? So you said something earlier when we were just talking <laughs> about war is war a necessary evil no yeah war is a necessary evil because two, of the fact that there's two sides to every coin there's the yin and yang yes. without war one cannot know peace <laughs> yes however the overlords as i like to call them they have used that to their advantage yeah and have created the you know, I uh, industrial complex. You know, you keep hearing. Uh, I, I hate doing this, but I'm gonna call them out. You keep hearing all these people saying, "Hey, um, what about the one percent?" All right, I'm gonna do better. What about the point five percent that is pulling all the strings for every country around mm -hmm. the world? Why don't all the countries get together and say, you know what, enough's enough. I ain't putting up with your bullshit. Yeah. But I think it starts small. Do you know what I mean? So we have to get the ball rolling, you know? Yeah, but they can always extinguish small balls. But if we focus... <laughs> on our local communities first. Right. And figure out how everything webs out. And we ha that's why we are questioning everything and learning together because not one single person can figure out where all the lines go. You know what I mean? I can. I can draw a line straight to them. But you know what I mean? I can put them in laser sights. To like. figure out all the little connections... Right. Who's funding what, and how deep that rabbit hole goes. Stop. And start from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we all, I know, but if we all <laughs> were to if we were all to get on the same plateau, if you know what I'm saying. Same plateau. Same level. And, yeah, you know, kind of like France did, in a sense. Yeah. But everywhere all at once. Well, I mean, even just starting with America. You know what we need to do? This is what needs to happen. What we need to do is like, what, uh, was it Norway? Was it Norway? Was it? Or all those farmers stood up and said, no, we're not going to do all this taxes. junk. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. And Norway. then they created their own little party, wasn't Norway? Yeah. They created all their own little parties. Mm hmm. Why don't we do that? Go back to voting for the little guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I know you're wearing a Trump hat, but there's a I big part of me that's Trump like. Hat. The reason I'm wearing a Trump hat is because uh, 
No, I'm not a Republican. Not yet. But, but I'm a constitutionalist. I believe that the, the Constitution is the law of the land. It is what gives us yes. inalienable rights that are provided by God. How, how many people that are on the top of the list to be voted for, say like Trump or DeSantis, right? How many, how many of us actually know that guy? Oh, I don't know, but I share something in common with you. Arrogance? <laughs> Money. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though, is like, birthday. if we, yeah. If we stop focusing on the big guys, the ones that are going to be plastered all over whatever news we happen to be watching. Maybe we might have a chance. I think what we need to do is a populace as citizens of the world. Yeah. We need but to I think it starts country to country. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's where it starts. Is yeah. we need well we need country to country. Starts it. Next country starts it. Next country starts it. No, they're they're gonna expect something like that. I know, that but I think that's to... that's where it's gonna end up going. Is that right. it's gonna be one at a time, and once we've all figured out that this is working, right? Boom, you know. Once we all find out and discover that hey, if we uh, all address the politicians. All at the same time, and the and companies and companies. Then, but this goes back to what we were saying about. All right, well, let's get back to memorial freedom for one. Yeah, because why did people flood to America in the first place? Because for the, freedom, for freedom, the values that we hold dear, for capitalism, for the chance to make some, their and, dreams come true through right, hard work, but true and capitalism, dedication. not incorporated capitalism no. the way that they've run it now no that's a political there is so many things that, in that system that need to be fixed yeah so many things mm-hmm. you know so why we need to stop the lobbyists the, yeah <laughs> why yeah. why are uh but you know how we do that is we stop voting for the big guys yeah because the big guys are the ones that are getting lobbied yeah and no offense but, but Trump is on that list. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, but he is. Him, DeSantis. I mean, you know. Right. Well, name a politician that, is, that hasn't been lobbied before in the past. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. So yeah. we need new people. We need fresh faces. We need real citizens to stand up and be like, you know what? I'm running for president. Tell everybody in his town that he's running for president. Right. I want to say right now, here, to get it out of the way and out in the open. So we don't need a Democrat president. Is we there a constitutionalist a in Oregon that wants to run for president? If there is, do it. it do and it. then tell me, we and will I will vote tell for everyone. You. We will vote for you. We That's what I'm saying. Like, what if there was one in every state? Yeah. That was like, hey, I'm gonna run for president. That'd be cool. And was like, you know, what? I I don't. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're going to have to take a pause. Reset our
Alright, okay. we're back. Sorry back to the show. You know, uh, parental figures. Don't always check their text messages, especially when... Just saying. You, know. you could have. I'm a Xennial, we've decided. Yes, you are definitely I mean, I'm a still Zenial. a Millennial outlaw, but that's why I'm a Xennial. Yeah. Because I fall in the category of Millennials, but I'm... Yeah. I'm just... A little too far. We're on the cusp. Yeah. They should give a couple of years leeway, both, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, and my, my parents were older compared to my right. friends' parents and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, in honor of uh, Memorial Day, you know, I know those who have been in the service and were also buried at the VA cemetery. I know too many that are buried at the VA cemetery. And, uh, yeah. I like to remember them. And every one of them had people that loved them. Yeah, they had They were sons. They were brothers. And like what I said to you about, you know, because I, I asked you to do the the intro. Right, right. And you were like, are you sure I should? And I was like, well, yeah, you, you should. You're the veteran. Right. Yeah. You know? And then you made that other comment, and I was like, well, but when you signed up, do what you did in the military, you knew the risks. Mm -hmm. And that there was a very high chance you doing what you did that yeah. you would die right. for your country. Yeah. Well, and I, you were one of the few that, I, that I, didn't. Uh, I enlisted. There was no draft at that time. I enlisted, right. and uh, I went in the Marine Corps. Yep. And I signed a blank check for my life, up to and including my life, yep. in defense of this country and the Constitution of the United States of America. And so did my dad. And yep. he was one of the few that came home. And granted, my dad was never like on the battlefield. He was typically on a boat. Right. But if war struck... That boat could have been. Oh, speaking you know of which, uh, <laughs> I don't know if your your dad's watching right now or not, but I heard something the other day that was so cute. You know, a, a guy was asked one time, he goes, "Hey, are you in the Navy?" The guy goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Cool." He goes, "You know, the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy, right? Men's department." <laughs> <laughs> So, so my dad was a Navy corpsman for 23 years. Yes, he was. My hat's off to him. Because, he uh, did a lot with the... He was a lab tech, but he was also an EMT. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Anyway. He had to put up with a bunch of jarheads like myself. So. Yeah. I mean, because now we're friends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> If anybody wonders where my sense of humor come from, comes from, well, I was raised by a Navy corpsman. My cousin was a trucker. And my best friend, well, he was a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes for interesting influences. Yes, very much so. <laughs> no wonder you're so warped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's therapy for the next seven years. Again? 
So the other thing I wanted to bring up, besides family and freedom, was faith. Yes. Because faith, without faith, what do we have? Without faith in one another and faith in a higher power, we have no chance of defeating any evil. Right. Now, we had a discussion about let me make myself day. clear, though. Faith in a good higher power. Right. Not one that expects you to sacrifice, you know, children or do weird stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Um, there's a lot going on with this whole target thing. And then someone was, who is allegedly a uh, employee, mm -hmm. was recorded saying that she loves Satan. And then she turned around and said she didn't believe God. And I said, wait, 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 wait. How can you believe in Satan, but not believe in his exact opposite? I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I believe in Satan. Right. That doesn't mean I like the, like the dude. Okay. Right. But, I mean, he's God's opposition, so. Yeah. You can't really, you know what I mean? Right. And if you believe in ultimate good, then you have to believe in ultimate evil. This is, uh, this and to, vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yang is the world's oldest, oldest philosophy who believes that there is two sides to everything. And inside of those sides, there's good and there's evil. And inside of every bit of evil, there's a little bit of good and every time every uh inside of every little bit of uh uh good there's a little bit of evil <laughs> oh <clears throat> sorry it was showing wasn't it <laughs> i'm just kidding okay <sighs> not with you you creep talking about biden again There, and then he just drools. Uh, um, there you're dr drooling your ice cream again. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry about that. You sounded like Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's what he's going to sound like when he's like Biden's age. Right. <laughs> They got pictures of that when he was on <laughs> Gross. It's not funny. It hurt my brain. See my eyes Okay, but faith. Faith. In a good higher power. Someone that gives you a common peace knowing that you've done something good or in a righteous manner righteous meaning in a good way mm -hmm. now being raised christian i call him god or the lord right you know my father who art in the sky Allah would be his name now i, I was raised christian but i was also raised on a reservation so. yes 
and I was raised in, well, this county, <laughs> like the entire county. Right. It kind of feels like I, I literally was raised in the entire county. Yeah. Because I have a lot of memories out in Bonanza. I have friends that were from the reservation. I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been all over this county. You know, it is a part of me. And there is so much of, you can almost, you go to certain areas and even just across the border, if we go, right, you know, lava beds and whatnot, where you can still feel the spirits of nature. Right. And some of them are nicer than others. <laughs> Don't ever read Haunted Mesa and then go out to the lava beds. No. My, my aunt learned that um, the hard way. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know not to do that now. Um. But, where were we going with this? So, the faith in not only the higher power that, okay, the natives would have called him the creator. Christians call him God. Right. Right. But the natives, like the Druids, were more in touch with the nature of that as well. Yeah. Right. And I think, as Christians, we need to come back to some of that understanding that nature is part of that yeah. like we have to not necessarily worship it but respect it and love it just as much as we love our god right and have faith in the spirits of the earth if we want to call them that yeah. you know guardian angels if you want to call them that call them whatever you want Right. But there is something spiritual going on here. And we can all feel it. We've talked about the spiritual war. A lot of channels are talking about the spiritual war. But something I want to bring up to do with that, that ties in with this faith that we want to talk about, that we really want to emphasize why it's important. Right. So this spiritual war they talk about like Christian channels will talk a lot about uh, the evil side of it and dark magic and black magic and this and that. Okay. Raised a Christian, also raised a fan of fantasy, specifically the Lord of the Rings. Right. Okay. In the Lord of the Rings, which many Christian fans of the series, mm -hmm. they see the parallels between the Lord of the Rings and the Bible. Right. Okay? Now, if we want to sort of think of them similarly in that sense, mm -hmm. there was good and there was evil. Right. There was good magic and there was evil magic. Right. So, if we are in a spiritual war and there's black magic and dark magic, isn't there a good magic as well? Right. So, in order to, so to speak, fight the spiritual battles, we have to be in touch with the magic as well. Do we not? Because whatever God has put here that, you know, whatever has been put here that has 
that allows them to harness whatever evils that they want to put out there, there has to be a counter, just like the yin and yang. Yeah. There has to be, because that's how there's a balance in nature. Just saying. So. That's what the universe is. God, the creator, he made everything. But he has left it to the nature of that thing. So the nature of things, we have to respect that. Because he respected it enough to let it have its own will, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> I think that's why, like, say, the Druids thought of it as Father in the Sky and Mother Earth. Right. Because... Yes, he controls the skies and, and all of that, but the earth itself has its own nature. Right. And he has given it its will, just as he has given us our own will. Right. And if I think if we can understand it in that sense, we will have so much more power to fight against whatever it is that's going on. Right. You know, and these poor young people that are like, I love Satan. But like, there is no God. But there is no... How that's can like, you say that's that? It's like getting in, in an so, argument with an atheist and then turn around and when you got a winning point and they don't have anything else to say, they turn around and look at you and go, Jesus Christ. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that in a praying... A praying? A praying form. <laughs> you get out. You just said you didn't believe in him, so you can't even say his name. So, but along this whole line of good versus evil, I went to City Fest. Okay, yep, you did go to City Fest. And talked about this everything already. was trying to keep the newsboys from getting here. Right. So they have apparently been planning this with Ryan Stevenson for some time. And between flight delays, more flight delays, canceled flights, rain, this and that. Everything was keeping them from getting to City Fest. Right. They wouldn't let the forces be against them. And so they made their way here. And just before, specifically the newsboys got to play, right. it rained. And it came down pretty hard for a minute. We all got drenched. They had to rearrange the stage, dry off the stage. And so on and so forth. Right. And people did start leaving. But I noticed it was a lot of older people. Yeah. And families with little kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, other trickling ones who were like, I'm not going to stay here for this. You know? Right. Unfortunately. But what amazed me was the immense amount of people that stayed in the rain and waited for them to play. Right. And then twice, kind of toward the middle of their performance, there was two two different songs where the PA system kept cutting out. Yeah. And we all kept singing with them, you know. Mm -hmm. We knew the words, so we just kept singing. And he's up there singing his heart out. And they can't tell because they have their earpieces in. They can right. hear each other. They can hear the instruments. We finally started chanting that we can't hear you. Right. Right. And, um... So they took a few minutes, 
they got the PA system fixed, and they came back for their last two songs. Right. Because their last song is always God's Not Dead. Right. And he wasn't going to have it going out on God's Not Dead. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was the whole reason this junk's happening. You know? Right. Somebody trying to keep him from singing that song. So, it was an awesome show. And actually, right before they played God's Not Dead, it started sprinkling rain again. It was weird, dude. It was weird. <laughs> but the whole aura of the place was good. Right. You know? Like, you don't have to be a Bible thumper to appreciate that. That good faith and just being together and being human and knowing that there is a higher good power that is on our side. Right. So now we just have to learn how to listen and pay attention and harness that good power that we have access to. Which obviously isn't as much as he has access to. <laughs> but yeah. So, that's my rant. Yeah. Um, I know we're going on a long episode here, but I'm kind of okay with it because it is Memorial Day. Yes, it is. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Memorial Day, think of a veteran. Think of someone who lost his life in defense of this country. Think of someone... And I'll bet you there's someone that you know. Yeah. Even through a friend or family member. Maybe you weren't close to them. You know, somebody you went to high school with. Right. And as you think of them... I know a few of those. Take your family into your arms and hold them just a little tighter. And if you have one that made made it home... Never stop thanking God that they made it home. A lot of them did. Too it's, many. It's a flip of somebody's coin. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know your eyes are getting teared up there. You're going to start falling on me? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not a falling. It just leaks. <laughs> Because those that made that ultimate sacrifice, they didn't do it for themselves. They did it for the family they had back home. Mm-hmm. The ultimate sacrifice is what? When they laid down their lives for this country. Yep. The but when they signed up. Right. That was part of it. Some didn't get signed up. Some uh, some got drafted. Yeah. Some didn't have a choice. That's right. And unless they were but in know, college at the time, right. or you know, under specific circumstances, or uh, were they able to, you know, dodge the draft, so to speak? Yeah. But then there's also some of them that turned around and signed up anyway. They left college. They didn't yeah. take their dodge that they could have taken. Mm-hmm. And they signed up anyway. Why? Simple reason. 
one word to this straight answer to America and the values it holds. Freedom here. and liberty, justice for all. Yeah. And with that, we're gonna have our little surprise subject. Yeah. Real quick. I just want to thank you for hanging out with us this long. Yeah, if you've made it this long, we appreciate you. Especially the weird little rants that we go on. and <laughs> You know, it happens when you're just hanging out with your friend and having a conversation. Right. But that's kind of the point of all this. Like, come hang out. Have a conversation with us. And right. Learn something. Ask a question. Ask a question. You know, Don't be afraid to ask. If Don't you're rude, then we'll just... discuss anything. Yeah. If you're rude, we'll just ignore you. Or, you know, if you get violent, or we'll, we'll block you. Or make fun of you. Yeah. It just kind of depends on the mood we're in today. Yeah. So, I mean, comment yeah. at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you have comments about me or whatever, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, before you go down that rabbit hole, just understand I have an ex-wife and she's called me a lot worse. Just saying. Um, I make fun of myself. So. Oh, I make fun of myself all yeah. the time with this much material. I'm gonna be laughing all over. I mean, look at grave. me. <laughs> Well, not necessarily you. Your hair, though. But... <laughs> Should have seen you yesterday. I was wearing a kepi all day. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. It happens. Okay, so we do have something, though, we want to bring up to you guys. That, right. Um, a little bit interesting. Just a wee bit. Just a bit. A bit. Okay, so, no, actually, we're going to play this one first, I think. Well, I think we should describe it first before YouTube uh, deletes our video. Well, they can delete our video. We're talking about Memorial Day. Yeah. Okay, so, but here's the thing, is we don't know what right. this is. We don't know okay. what it is. But we have a speculation, and we have a certain somebody that some of you may know, if you've been watching us long enough. Um, that used to be on the show all the time. Right. He is very, he is an entomologist like you would not believe. Like you would not believe. Um, so, he, he knows a lot of scientifically interesting things. Um, but this was actually sent to us by a viewer earlier today. And I ended up sending it to him. Right. And it got us on this conversation. There was some information on something that he wanted to send me a while back, but he went to find the information and couldn't find it. So, we're not sure where it went. Mm-hmm. However, when I sent him this today, he did end up sending me a couple other videos. Right. So, let me rearrange this really quick. We're going to listen to this, and then we'll go over that page that I just had up. Okay, ready? See yep. There's a new fungus that has just entered into human beings' bloodstreams and systems, and it's the first time, I believe, that this style of fungus, which is basically a mushroom, has ever been documented in mammals. So it's almost like the exact foundation for what happened in The Last of Us. Do you know where they found this? Uh, they found it in hospitals, actually. People were coming in feeling sick, causing infections and deaths among hospital patients across the country. Oh, good. It's, it's resistant to antifungal drugs. That's right. Of course. It's all it's perfect. Just like in The Last of Us. It's definitely <laughs> scary. It's not one of those things you think about often that, like, a fungus, you know, it's not a bacteria, it's not a virus, it's a fungus 
that's like invading your bloodstream, like mushroom spores, yep. just inside of your bloodstream, yep. doing whatever kind of damage they're going to do. There's a new fungus. Okay, so what we're talking about is this. This is what we speculate. Okay, now we are not scientists. We are not entomologists. Um, but this, so this is all completely speculation. Right. Okay. Just for educational and research purposes only. So, um, there is this fungus. If you just pronounce it. Ophiocordyceps. Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Okay, cordyceps is actually um, a family of fungus. So Orpheo would be the specific type right. of the fungus. Right. Um, it's a, they know that this much they know about it is that it is a cordyceps yes. fungus. So... The zombie ant fungus, also known as Ophiocordyceps unilateralis, unilateralis, is an insect pathogenic fungus found predominantly in tropical forest ecosystems. It infects ants of a certain tribe and alters their behavioral patterns. The fungus sends down a shower of spores to infect the next generation of ant prey. Taxonomy. Yeah, the taxonomy. Uh, taxonomy. Taxonomy. Of the fungus is. Contentious. Contentious. This is a weird angle. And there's like a weird glare on there. Yeah. Um, with some research uh, suggesting that each species of carpenter ants is infected by its own species of the fungus, it drains its host completely of nutrients before filling its body with spores that will let the fungus reproduce. The fungus is known for using mind control on insect hosts, but humans are immune. Hmm. However, for now. For now. Something to just kind of throw out there. Theoretically speaking. But Remember in 2020, the birds? Yeah. Who remembers the birds? Remember. We did, we did an episode, episode on the birds. birds. Oh, it wasn't 2020. It was 2021. 2021. So we did a whole episode about this whole bird thing. What's going on with the birds? Why were they just dying? And what was that weird white pussy <laughs> stuff coming out of their orifices? And a strange dust if you were to tap them with a stick right they would have a dust about them well, dust is spores so that's what, I'm, that's what i'm deducing from it all kind of makes sense okay now like i said this is all right you should do uh this one here first <laughs> and do the other one you know, this is all just skepticism and right. questioning. You know, like I said, we're not we're not professionals at anything, not even YouTube. No. And we're gonna do a reaction to this one. This is only three minutes long. 
CDC warns of spike in U.S. cases of deadly fungal infection. Hmm. Now, I want everybody to keep in mind, too. Meanwhile, at the border, right. we have tons of people coming over with TB, malaria, whooping cough, smallpox, I don't know, you, yeah. you name it. Yeah, smallpox included because... Yeah. Oh, I know. The country's... Uh, so, the country of origin they already the have from. compromised immune systems. Right. Many of them with compromised lungs and the respiratory systems. Mm-hmm. So, just keep that in mind. A potentially deadly infection from a fungus is spreading, with the CDC now sounding the alarm tonight, warning people this is serious for older folks, like if you have a parent or a grandparent in a nursing home. Cases of what's called CRS tripling between 2020 and 2021. And part of what's... She says it weird. Is it CRS or CRS? CRS. Why does she say it all weird? Uh, I think she says it again a second time. Back it up a little bit. Let's hear it again. But let's know. C. Okay, cordyceps. That's in the. That's the family. Right. So I'm just putting that out there. But. Grandparent in a nursing home. Cases of what's called CRS tripling between 2020 and 2021. And part of what's so concerning here is that this kind of infection is resistant to most drugs. I want to show you how much it's been spreading since 2016, from four states then reporting cases to 21 states now. Nobody is in freak out mode yet, to be clear. This is still rare. It's not a threat to folks who are otherwise generally healthy. Dr. John Torres is with me now to break this down. And Dr. John, while it is not like freak out mode yet, there is a concern that... It's not in freak out mode yet, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Masks. Your, your fancy masks might have a better chance of keeping, you know, that kind of stuff out. Right. I really don't want to. So I'm I'm just saying like, you know, when do hey, we when do we time, freak right? out? When do, it worked once, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm just putting that out there. Like maybe we should all consider not breathing. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it's not love that's in the air. It's pores. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But, like, when, when do we freak out? Yeah. Like, it's the moment that we start. Tell me, talking head lady, when am I supposed to freak out? Or you, you know. Doctor, whoever. Doctor, dude. Yeah. This, and I don't want to overstate it here, but the worry that perhaps this could develop into the next MRSA. I think people know that is that sort of drug-resistant infection that you can pick up and that can be pretty scary. And Hallie, the thing of it is, the World Health Organization has said this is a global issue, so not just here in the U.S., but around... Oh. Oh, see, so yeah, well, the World Health Organization. Who? You know, the, yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? He's on first. Oh. Uh, what? He's on second. Anyway. No, he doesn't <laughs> anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the light of anyways, all right. <laughs> Let him anyway get it anyway. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, no, I would definitely. 
definitely um, say if their CDC and the WHO are, you know, both concerned about this, I think we should good, be good with, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, fact checkers. Yeah, just let us know what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know. This, this is on NBC. Put your little thing and thing and be like, well, here's the link that everybody needs. You know, yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah. Put it right there on the video. We don't care. I'll rub my face if you want to with it. I mean, that's fine. So NBC News now is the the channel. Or, you know, right. All right. Anyway. On the globe, and since 2016, we started to see these cases expand and expand. For most of us who are healthy, have intact immune systems, not an issue because the fungus has a hard time getting into our body, and if it does, our immune system can fight it very well. But for those who are in nursing home, long-term care facilities, if they have invasive procedures done, if they have IV catheters inside, if they're on a ventilator, the, can, the fungus can get inside that way and their immune systems are weak and can't fight it off. And so that is part of the problem there. So what can you do about it as a regular person? Well, number one, stay as healthy as possible. That's the obvious thing. That's so they're mainly finding it in hospitals. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I'm gathering anyway. Interesting. Say, but if you have a loved one inside one of these facilities, talk to the facility about their procedures because this is what we call a nosocomial infection. In other words, a nurse or an aide will get it from one patient and accidentally take it to another patient. And the authors of the study say they think this is happening because during the pandemic, the COVID procedures were essentially different procedures than you needed to keep this clean. And so they're saying there's an issue right there. Hopefully that's being corrected, Hallie. What's interesting, too, about this fungus is that, according to our reporting, experts think that it originated, like it came from or got worse because of climate change. Explain that. Uh, exactly. exactly. And the fungus has been around. Oh, no. Climate change. First uh, you know, it's all yeah we're not even gonna go there right now but guys that's, that's like a, a whole a long tangent yeah deadly fungal infections may increase with global warming oh you're still using that term i thought it was climate change now yes yeah. global warming that's still like 2003 with the program bruh oh <laughs> well let's see uh, sun's been around for so long. Earth's been around for so long. Uh, suns die out as they burn off their their uh, fuel. You know the hydrogen and everything. You know as that burns off and all like that. There, it gets smaller in size and a little more denser. As it gets denser, um, let's see, it has more of a gravitational pull if it had more of a gravitational pull i bet you'd bring all the planets in closer and if it brought all the planets in closer well that would explain for a, a differential in the temperature wouldn't it yeah but you know we also have to kind of look at like greenhouse gases yeah well and not only that but the natural fluctuation of weather and right. climate yeah, you know, hap this happens about every 200 years. Don't freak out because you wasn't here 200 years ago to see it. Just saying. 
doesn't mean that there's not like a record of <clears throat> such things. Right. You know, several warmer summers or you know, colder winters depending on where on the world you were. Yeah. You know. No, I'm just saying you know, certain things kinda make a little more sense. No. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that's their that's their fun blanket term, global warming. Global warming, climate change. Oh, it's like uh what's that called? Autoimmune disease. Yeah, we're going off the oh, wow. Uh cl- climate change is the equivalent to autoimmune disease. Right, right. We don't know what's what's happening on this. Throw that label on there. Right? Yeah. 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 Like the label. Well, at least we know this one's a fungus. Right, yeah. But it could affect you if you have an autoimmune disease. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay, so. Forever, essentially, but it did not really affect humans. It likes cold environments or cool environments. And that's why some of these fungi you can see affect our, our skin or our toenails because they're cool. It likes cold or cool environments, but yet it's all the way up around the south of the United States and down in sunny California. Which is a doctor. Um, why why would it be progressing because of global warming? If they like colder weather. If it likes colder weather. Wouldn't right. we be seeing it more in like Canada and Alaska? Yeah, yeah places like that. More of the northern states than right. what I was actually seeing was it's in heavily populated areas. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Just want to say, hmm. All right. What else so, you know, but maybe I'm wrong. But once this fungus starts being able to adapt to warmer environments, it can get inside our bodies, which are 98.6, and they think the climate warming has caused them to adapt to warmer environments, meaning they can get inside our bodies. And oh, well, that's, that's the thing. Okay. And the concern is that this is going to continue and perhaps even worsen as the climate change worsens, Hallie. All right. So, so YouTube, before you take us down, watch the whole video. Just saying. It's rather strange, though. Yeah, well, no, it's, my it's, opinion. It's rather strange. that have mutated. Yeah. And now that it's mutated, it can enter the human body now. Yeah. Because it likes warmer weather. Ooh. Yeah. That's why I like sunny California down south. What's it doing here oh, in Oregon? And Illinois. And Illinois, yeah. And so, New York. so it apparently is, is not really um weatherist, I don't know, anymore. Because it's right. both in the north and the northern and southern states. Scattered in a strange yeah. fashion. Yeah. So weird. Very weird. Alright, so we got here. This is the last one. And she's got that strong accent, so well spare with us. We are still dealing with the after effects of the Wuhan virus. Many are still not over They keep bringing that up. Yeah. Just I don't know. Why? The trauma that was caused by the COVID nineteen pandemic. And yet another deadly infection is on a rise. A highly drug-resistant fungus is spreading at an alarming rate in the United States. It is called Candida auris, 
and it is targeting those with a weak immune system? Should you be scared? Candida can cause fatal infections in the bloodstream, heart. Candida is what she's saying. All right. Candida auris. Alright. Can cause fatal infections 30% to 70% mortality rate. And the brain? Between 30 to 70% of infected hospitalized patients are estimated to die. Candida auris is multi-drug resistant. That is what makes it so lethal because treatments just don't seem to work against it. The fungus goes undetected in a majority of the cases. Standard lab methods fail to identify Candida auris. Could this be the beginning of the next pandemic? Could the fungus find its way to your neighborhood? We are still dealing with the... So, well... Hmm... Interesting. Very interesting. So is this fungus the next wave? Is this the next emergency that they're going to declare? Probably. Just saying. Isn't it always strange, too, that these things start in heavily populated areas? Right. Especially in the United States. So, you know, Democrat-run cities. Isn't that a sign that we should all, you know, like, just kind of mind our own business for a while? I think so. Yeah. Let's just become more rural as an entire nation. Yeah. Know yeah. your neighbor, care about your neighbor. And grow your own vegetables. You socialize. Yeah, all these guys that are, let's go green. Come on, let's go green. Well, fine. I got green in my backyard. Go plant Go plant next year's dinner. Exactly. Once you're done doing that, then you're green. And we, we mean next year's, like this whole winter's dinners. Right. Go plant it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of food. Yeah. Lot Even food. just for one person. It's not like you can plant five carrots and be fine yeah, for the summer or for the winter. I mean, green eating out of McDonald's. Yeah. Shake my head. The Impossible Burger. That's their way of going green. Yeah. I got my plant-based burger. It's in my freezer. He ain't grass his whole life. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that's that concludes that really art. Yeah. Just question what's going on there. That's a little strange. Makes you wonder. And in case you didn't know, because there has been a lot of talk about it in the news lately, we wanted to bring it to your attention just so you're aware. And that's another question. Why aren't they talking about it? Exactly. What are they talking about that they tell you is so important? Eh, look over here. Don't pay attention over there. Look over here. All questions. <sighs> Don't pay attention to the strings on Biden or anyone else. All right. Just, with yeah. that, I want to finish this episode. Thank you for spending Memorial Day with us. It's very muchly appreciated by this veteran. Uh, and uh, I know that uh, my fallen brothers and sisters would just be delighted to know that you spent some time to think about them. So, until next time. Don't believe the BS. And stay uncommon. I almost did it again.